You are listening to the sermon podcast of Covenant Presbyterian Church. We are a community in Madison, Wisconsin, who gathers to worship, to learn, to serve, and to grow together in God's love. Please visit us online at www.covenantmadison.org, where you can find information about Covenant Ministries, as well as links to our online worship services and sermon podcasts. So I was a bit of a math geek in high school, and I initially planned to be a math major in college before I started learning about sociology and Latin American studies and then ended up in seminary. But I always liked math, and to this day, I like numbers, I like number puzzles, all that sort of stuff. And our two boys who are now in college have always been good in math as well. They're both studying variations of computer science and math and economics and things like that. And I was thinking recently about back when they were in high school and how much they were doing math. And like any self-respecting parent, when your kids are going through high school, you reminisce about your high school days. And so living vicariously through them. So several times while they were in high school, as they were working on their math, I was like, oh, I was really good in math. I like math. And I'd look over their shoulder at what they were doing. And I had no idea. But it was. It was like a foreign language to me. I mean, seriously, I looked at this and I'm like, what is, I used to be good in this stuff. And it was just, there was just nothing there. And it's even worse, I, I don't even ask when they're in college. I have no idea, you know, forget that. It's just, just forget about it. No idea whatsoever. So, you know, of course I realized I hadn't looked at calculus or trigonometry or any of that stuff for decades, literally. Hadn't put it in practice. So obviously, I wasn't very sharp with it. Now, some of us went to Sunday school when we were kids, and we learned about God, we learned about the Bible, we learned about how to live the Christian life, and some of us haven't done a lot of Sunday school since then. So I think you can see where I'm going here, that, you know, (laughs) if we haven't read the Bible, studied the Bible, talked about God, learned about God, learned about the Christian faith for years or decades, it's going to be like a foreign language to us. So we're really good here about encouraging our kids to learn and grow. We need to do the same for the adults. If we want to understand math or Christian faith or anything else, we need to study it. We need to apply it. We need to practice it. We need to engage with it. We need to have conversations about it. We need to utilize it in some way, shape, or form. So at the beginning of the worship service, you heard the mysterious and rather curious account from Acts chapter 2 about the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who is known, according to the Bible, as a comforter, a healer, a presence, a teacher, all those different things. And the Spirit comes after the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus with the task, the appointed task, to continue what Jesus began to continue helping people to know God's love and to make that love real in their words and especially in their deeds. And we read about that throughout the scriptures, and we've got just a couple of Bible verses today from John chapter 14, and that's where we read, Jesus says, I have said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. The Spirit's going to teach us everything. Well, if the teacher is ready to teach, we need to go to school. So that's what we're doing. 
The Bible tells us repeatedly that Jesus is a teacher as well, a rabbi. The word disciple means follower or learner or student. So this idea of learning is all over our tradition. Clearly, a big part of the Christian faith is about learning and growing. And at Covenant, clearly, we talk about learning God's love and living God's love. So we need to be intentional about this. So today's the first Sunday of June. We've got 13 Sundays in the summer months ahead. So we're going to have 13 Sundays of summer school. Welcome to class. Glad you're here. (laughs) There are two items on the syllabus for us, two simple and clear items for us to ponder, prayer and scripture, two foundations of our tradition. When you walked into worship today, there were yellow index cards on the table, and I'm thinking maybe there's an usher or two back there. Just in case you didn't get one, they're walking around with them. I hope everybody has an index card. I hope those of you at home might have something that you can jot down a couple of notes on. And whatever you write on these cards, it's all for you. Some of you might have a pen or a pencil in your pocket. You can also use the pen that's in the black friendship pad if you like. Um, What this is going to be, it's your plan for your summer Sunday school, and it's for your eyes only. You don't need to share it with anyone unless you want to. For both scripture and prayer, my hope is that you'll write down at least one thing, one way that you can challenge yourself, one way that you can engage with prayer and scripture over these 13 weeks. I've got some suggestions over this time for all of us. One of them is what you got as you walked into worship today, a memory verse. We're going to have one of these every single Sunday. Hopefully you also got the little index cards as well. I see the ushers handing those out. Um, We'll have those available every other week with a memory verse. The idea to learn 13 scripture passages by the end of summer. Next week I'm going to ask if anybody remembers what the scripture passage is. So um, there you go. There's a great opportunity for you to learn it, to memorize it, to take it to heart. You You could put it on your kitchen table. You could put it on your nightstand. You could put it in your car, anywhere that you'll see it regularly. This week's verse is about gifts of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Wonderful gifts that the Spirit wants to give us. So that's kind of part of our thinking about this school mindset as well. The Spirit's coming to teach us, to help us grow in faith, to live more fruitful lives. So maybe for your summer school curriculum, maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe you want to focus on the memory verse every week, and that's fantastic. If so, you can write memory verse on your, on your yellow card there. I've got a few other suggestions that have worked for me over the years in terms of engaging with Scripture, and I offer them to you as suggestions to help you think about how you want to intentionally, purposefully engage with Scripture this summer. One way is with a Bible app. A lot of us use our phones. A lot of us use our phones a lot more than we probably should. Well, there's some wonderful Bible apps out there. The YouVersion Bible app, Bible Gateway. There's others. They provide daily Bible verses if you want. You can set notifications for that. You can read the scriptures in a variety of translations. You can read them in a variety of languages. You can even listen to scriptures. You can play it like a podcast. So great options there. Another option is to read the gospel according to John. Those of you who've been around the church the last several months know that we focused on John during the season of Lent. I encouraged everyone to read the whole gospel. Some of you did. Some of you might have slipped through the cracks there. I think it's good for us as Christians to read at least one gospel a year. John's as good a gospel as any. Maybe that's what you want to do this summer, the gospel according to John. 
Another option is the summer Sunday scripture study. We've got a faithful group of people. They started this morning, had the first gathering back in Bradfield Hall. They meet um, at 8.30, right, or 8.45, just before the worship service. So it's about a 40-minute Bible study, mini Bible study. You get first access at the coffee and donuts while you're back there. That's one of the perks of this. So great, great option for that. And no experience necessary. You know, you just walk in and, and somebody will have a few thoughts. You read the scripture passage and, and you talk about it. And then you come into worship and you hear somebody talk about the scripture passage in the sermon. So great option there. Another way to engage with scripture is to think about a Bible. Yeah, a hard copy Bible. There's some great study Bible options out there. We've got several in our library if you want to take a peek at some of them. Um, somebody actually borrowed one a few weeks ago and they haven't returned it yet. And I don't remember who that was. If that's you, please bring it back because other people might want to look at that. So um, a lot of great Bibles um, available. If you want to talk Bibles, let me know. Um, and maybe to dig into those Bibles. Um, a little bit. For me, I'm getting my study Bible out and my discipline, what I'm going to write on my card, in fact, I'll do it right now if I can find a pen. I'm going to write on my card the book of Colossians. I'm getting my study Bible out and I'm using that and studying Colossians this summer. That's what's on my curriculum for the summer. So a lot of great options. I hope you'll write down at least something. You don't have to write down any of my suggestions, but some way of engaging with Scripture. The other item for our curriculum is um, prayer. Prayer is a way for us to connect with God, right? It's not just us speaking to God, but it's a way for us to listen to God as well. And prayer happens in many ways. I'm going to offer five suggestions. You can use one of them. You can adapt one of them. You can do your own thing, whatever. But I encourage you maybe on the other side of the card to write the word prayer and think about ways that you might want to commit to being a little more prayerful over these 13 weeks. Here are some things that have worked for me over the years. Well, let's review first. Sorry, those are the, the five scripture options that I suggested. There's a lot more ways to engage in scripture out there. Now, as for prayer option, um, one of my favorite books, I've mentioned this before, it's a, called The Diary of Private Prayer. I've actually got a couple extra copies in my office if someone's interested. They have a daily prayer morning and evening for every day of the month, beautiful, deep, rich prayers. I'm using that book this month. Another one, getting back to the phones, the technology, prayer apps. There are lots of prayer apps out there. The one, the red one, that's the Presbyterian Church USA prayer app. It's very liturgical with morning and evening prayers and scripture readings. And um, for those of you who like more liturgical prayers, that's an option. Um, D365 was originally done for um, teenagers, um, but a lot of adults use it as well. It's a great way to start the day. A lot of other prayer apps out there as well. I also put the church prayer list up here. Every Sunday we have a prayer list. We usually wave it around up here and encourage you to take that. There are names on that list, and you can pray for those names and simply say, Dear God, I pray for John and Steve and you know, whatever the names are. And usually we have a resource on the back to help you with your prayers. These Pentecost prayers are on the back of the list today. Maybe it's time that you took us up on that invitation and were more intentional and deliberate in praying and praying for the members and friends of this church. Maybe that's your thing for summer Sunday school. Another option is worship. Hey, you're here. Thanks. Great. Um, to recognize that there's a lot of prayer in worship. This is something I particularly value, especially when I'm not the one leading the prayers. I'm, I'm really grateful when other people are here. Nancy is going to offer a prayer later today, and I look forward to it a whole lot. It's a great space for us to be prayerful, to slow down. Got some emails this week, a couple people saying that they want more silence and more space in our lives and our worship. We've got a lot crammed into worship today, so it's not going to happen today. Sorry. Um, 
but maybe we need to find those spaces and we'll think about ways we can incorporate that into worship. Another way for me, yes, the screen is intentionally black because for me, silence is important, right? I go on a lot of bike rides. I don't wear earbuds. I don't listen to stuff. I don't play with my phone. Just being outside and being alone is wonderful for me. Sometimes I come in here. Sometimes in my house, I have a place where I sit. Just tune out everything and just sit for a while. Don't even intentionally try to pray. Just take some deep breaths and try to listen for God. Maybe you need to carve out some quiet time, some silent time, some dark time this summer to engage with God through prayer. So there are five options. Maybe you want to jot something down now. Maybe you want to save it for later and write something a little bit later. But I encourage you to take this invitation seriously and think about how you can grow in prayer. For my list, I'm writing a John Bailey book, and I'm also writing the church prayer list. I want to be more intentional with that church prayer list. Now, before I wrap up, I want you to think about when, during the day, you're going to go to school. When's that little bell going to ring? And when's school going to be in session for you? Because we're all creatures of habit, so maybe we need a sort of a, a, a trigger in the day when, when it's time for us to engage. Maybe it's dinner time. Maybe it's around the dinner table. Maybe you have conversation with other people that you're having dinner with. Maybe it's with your morning coffee. Maybe if you're a little too distracted by your phone, maybe you're bold enough to make a commitment to do something with prayer and scripture before you start checking your email or going to Facebook or playing Wordle for the day or whatever it is that you do for the day. Maybe you make your commitment to do prayer and scripture before those things, to connect with God to get your day started off to a, a good way. I can't tell you what to do, but I can invite you to encourage ways to be intentional and purposeful about all this. You know, the sermons are fantastic here at Covenant Presbyterian Church, but we need more. We need some, some feeding in between. We need to feed ourselves in between worship services. So, especially in our world today, right? There's so much pain and craziness and sadness, and we need to be healthy. We need to be grounded. We need to be deeply rooted in God's love so we can get through the week, so we can help one another out, so we can make a difference in this world, and we can really know and live that peace of God. So, you know, I talk about prayer and scripture a lot for a reason. It's important. It keeps us rooted and grounded. So with your new routine of prayer and scripture, I'm going to give you the final exam questions because these are the questions that we, I think will be helpful for us to be pondering over the summer. Um, so there's not really going to be an exam, but I'm just trying to be funny, so laugh along with me. Ha ha. Um, three questions. Three C questions. How is God comforting me? Because we're people who believe in good news, and there are people in the sanctuary who need to be comforted, people who need the good news. Listen for that. Look for that. Prayer scripture. You'll find the comforting word of God. There's also, how is God challenging me? Most of us live pretty comfortable lives. Most of us have a lot more than we need. Maybe God's calling us to challenge us in some way, shape, or form. Maybe God's put situations in our lives that are calling us to respond in a certain way. How is God calling me? How is God calling me? Open-ended question. So as you pray, as you read your scripture, come back to these three C questions and listen. Listen for those answers. We'll revisit these questions as the summer goes on. And for those of you in school, sometimes some overachievers out here, if you want bonus points, right? If you want extra credit, here are the extra credit questions. How is God comforting us? How is God challenging us? How is God calling us as a community? Because it's not just about me and God, right? We're in this together. We need one another. So we need to think about ourselves, but we need to think about one another. Lots to ponder today, but I really believe God wants to continue 
to teach us and show us the path of life, the path of love. God's Holy Spirit is with us. Let's keep learning and growing and trusting that spirit to teach us and lead us forward. Music is a great way to incorporate prayer and scripture. And I'm going to close with not singing, but a, um, the text of a song we're going to sing later because it comes from scripture and it reads like a prayer. Come, O Spirit, dwell among us. Come with Pentecostal power. Give the church a stronger vision. Let us face each crucial hour. Built upon a firm foundation, Jesus Christ, the cornerstone, still the church is called to mission that God's love shall be made known. Amen.